Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Marowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Marowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Marowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at marowest.com. And service? Marowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Marowest's values just go together. Consider Marowest today. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You can be sure with Marowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Marowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Marowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at Marowest.com. And service? Marowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Marowest's values just go together. Consider Marowest today. What's going on, Burger Gang? This is Darren Sproles here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steege. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Wherever you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get the podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Co-host Connor Miles here with our Eagles Brawl insider, Ed Crass. Ed, you know, this Carson Wentz drama just never ceases to amaze me. It's an ever-changing revolution week by week there always seems to be a new report or we we feel one way we felt this week and then the next week we feel completely different and contradict ourselves it's an ever-changing situation though you can't blame us we just don't know what's going on there's so much uncertainty there's so much unknown everyone's speaking for Carson but Carson so what it looks like now at this given day again we're recording on Friday February 5th 2021 it looks like he wants out man it looks like it's over like this, this is no going back. The Eagles are going to have to figure out a way to move on from Carson Wentz. Um, I'm still one of those people that would prefer to have Carson Wentz on this team. Uh, I would like the open competition, the what at least what Nick Sirianni was preaching when he was on his uh, WIP and uh, Angelo's show of just competition throughout all the positions. Uh, I liked what they did in 2013 when they went a whole new with Chip Kelly and everything was different. The system was different. The there was a generational thing that they were bringing in, but they had competition at each position, even quarterback. It wasn't just Michael Vick versus Nick Foles, Dennis 
Dennis Dixon got a chance. Matt Barkley got a chance. Like, I would like the same thing here. Now, that doesn't appear what's going to happen, though. It looks like Carson Wentz really does want out. And I'm asking you, Ed, from, I mean, you're a respected beat writer yourself. You know the Eagles better than almost anyone that I know. You're adjusted to the situation. You have your own sources. What is your gut feeling about this Carson Wentz situation? Do you see a resolution coming anytime soon of it? No, I think you're going to trade him. I really do. And um, then you have to talk about compensation, what you're going to get for him. But the whole, the way, you know, we just celebrated, you mentioned the date, and that's one day after the Eagles won a Super Bowl three years ago. No. And just how far this team has kind of fallen uh, in just such a short amount of time. It almost feels like, you know, Twilight Zone episode, you know, Peterson's gone. He couldn't even make it three calendar years after winning that that's Super funny, Bowl. Ed. You know what's funny, and then this is really off topic, but how many times has Ty Roseman been a part of these fall of graces? Well, right. That's the thing. That's another part of the twilight zone here. You know, Doug's gone. Carson looks like he's gone. And yet here's Howie, who has made some, let's face it, some questionable decisions. Yeah, he's done some good things, but he hasn't done enough, quite frankly, in this three-year period. The, the failure of Carson Wentz. Yeah, and, and he still has the job. I mean, it's just kind of a bizarre. Oh, he, I, I'm not gonna lie. And I've been I've been a person that is. I'm not saying that how he deserves his job, but I've always expected him to keep his job. But uh, after moving up to get Carson Wentz, and after five years, and you move on from him already, that's a pretty gigantic failure already on a questionable career. I would assume. I mean, I know a lot of people give Howie grief. He is a Super Bowl winning GM. He has made the right moves in the past, but. Uh, this is a gigantic failure of a of a quarterback prospect. Uh, five years. Yeah, this happens. This isn't good. And le- and less than two years after they decided to give him one hundred and thirty four million dollars or one hundred and twenty eight million dollars. Right. What less need in the Rams did is completely different. What they did was upgrade the quarterback position. And you're not flipping Carson Wentz unless you get Deshaun Watson out of this. I don't think you're doing what what the Rams are doing at least the Rams admitted their faults and tried to upgrade the position. What the Eagles are doing, it looks like they don't. They're being forced to do this because of what the quarterback just wants out. Yeah. And and I think, you know, the report that came out that they're taking calls. Now I, I was told a week ago by just one source, and I usually don't run with just one source on stuff like this, but uh, you know, I was told that the Eagles were quietly shopping Carson Wentz so much for being quiet now. I mean, it's out there, the Eagles put it out there. And, and my question is knowing this organization are they actually fielding calls or are they just kind of leaking this to try to drum up some interest in trading Carson Wentz? Uh, you know, because I feel it's the latter. When you when you look at Wentz, you still have to remember that, you know, he's coming off a, one of the worst years, you know, a quarterback's had in the NFL. You know, he completed just 57 percent of his passes through 15 interception interceptions. And this is in, you know, 12 and a half games that he that he put up these numbers. He was sacked 50 times. He's had the uh, injury history with the ligament tears in the knee, the back issue, a pretty severe concussion uh, in the playoff game last year. So you're looking at a quarterback that other teams, are they looking at that as well? And are they having a hard time getting any interest? Or is another team looking at him like the old cliche and saying, hey, maybe a change of scenery is going to do him well? Um, and that's what you hope. I, I think a change of scenery will do Carson well. I really do. I I still believe he has a skill set that you can win with, no doubt. I, I hate to think that it's not going to be in Philadelphia. Um, but this is the corner that the Eagles have painted themselves in when they drafted probably Jalen Hurts. 
um, and called him the next Russell Wilson or, you know, believe they, he can be Russell Wilson. That affected Carson. You know, he we talked off the air about him looking out for his long term future. And maybe that's what him ha- has him thinking that I don't want to be here anymore. You know, I don't I don't trust this front office. Whatever my issues were with Doug, maybe they weren't the reason. But I think it's the front office situation uh, that has Carson a little angry. And, oh, it would have to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, Doug's gone now. I mean, if, yeah. if, if it was Doug, then what's wrong? Yeah. It has to be the front office. There has to be some kind of disconnect. And what we were talking about off air, because I want to include into the show, was it, Johnny Page said this on the last episode of the Eagles Brawl, and it, it stuck with me and resonated with me because it's true. And, I mean, we'll explain why. Do you really think Carson Wentz wants Jalen Hurts to be his backup? Not just, like, this isn't Josh McCown. This isn't even Nick Foles, really, to be honest with you. This is Jalen Hurts, a Heisman candidate prospect that your GM drafted with a premium draft pick after calling him the next Russell Wilson when announcing the draft pick, which if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm being realistic with myself and saying Russell Wilson is better than I am as a quarterback. So if I'm Carson Wentz and I have the injury history that I do, Everybody looks at the contract, and I get it, but contracts are easy to manipulate or get out of, and Harry Rosen's done it multiple times. And I I think the most recent quarterback huge contract that they gave that they immediately regretted was the Michael Vick contract when they gave him $100 million. Yeah. And they got out of a year later, they got out of it and, and turned it into a one-year deal with Vick. I don't, I'm not saying that that's the same thing you could do with Carson Wentz's contract, but you can, you can do something to get out of it. We've, I mean, it's been proven. Go over. I'm not going to explain every method on the show. You can go to overthecab.com and figure it out yourself, but they can happen. Yeah. I think you have to get Jeffrey Lurie's blessing on that, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I think he's the one writing the checks. And I think that's kind of what happened here. I think Lurie, you know, Howie went to Lurie or Lurie went to Howie and said, listen, I'm ready to move on. I give you the green light to go ahead and start investigating trade possibilities. And I'll just look at this as a write off because he's going to take a big financial hit obviously in dead money you know Jared Goff just set the record when the Rams traded him uh, for the most dead money and uh, you know before that it was Antonio Brown so we see these contracts now uh, with dead money hits kind of going up and I think is going to have to work with them though and it, that's what they're going to tell him they're going to come to if they appease his this demand at the end of the day Carson Wentz is doing something to help it out or to maneuver the move but going back to what I was saying because I wanted you to, to, to get in on this too on air. Would you feel comfortable with Jalen Hurts as a backup if you're in Carson Wentz's position? Because no matter what you do now, you had the word. Honestly, you were a, a bottom 28 quarterback this year, starting quarterback in the NFL this year. It's just the truth. That's how you played. When you have Jalen Hurts behind you, this isn't Nick Foles. This isn't a, a veteran in this league that has proven to be a journeyman. This wasn't Josh McCown, who's a glorified journeyman. This is a rookie that came out of the second round who's played at a program like Alabama under Nick Saban and then a program like Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. This is completely different. This situation is completely different here. Do you, would you look over your shoulder every time you made a mistake? Well, yeah, now I would for sure. I mean, he was benched uh, after 12. I think Carson Wentz, the player and the person is, is saying that to himself. He goes, I don't want to do that every time. I don't want to, and I I want long-term security, and I don't feel like I have that anymore when you have a talented prospect like Jalen Hurts. Because 
I'll tell you, Ed, a lot of people on Twitter after four games are deciding what Jalen Hurts is already. Because I can't tell you if he's a franchise quarterback, but I can damn sure tell you that he's not a bad quarterback yet because I, I don't know. It's only been four games of his NFL career in an offseason where he didn't have a real training camp. He didn't have a preseason. He wasn't expected to start at quarterback for this team whatsoever. And he did the best he could in, in the NFL. When he's such a raw quarterback, he still has a lot to work on himself. There's a lot of development that needs to be done there. His first real year of quarterback play was this past year under Lincoln Riley's offense in Oklahoma. So uh, there's still a lot to work on there, and there's a lot to develop there. And to expect a coaching staff that was really large blamed for the regression of their franchise quarterback to develop this quarterback was wrong. I mean, those four games were meant to have – I mean, the two games were really exciting, but it just takes two games of film for teams to catch up to see what you're doing lately. And that's what teams did. That's what Washington did. Uh, and the Cowboys, I mean, I, I, I don't know, Ed, I, I, it's, I think with I'm Carson Wentz in this situation, if I just have to take my fan hat off and put myself in Carson Wentz's shoes, look at my injury history, look at the trajectory of my career and look at the guy behind me. I don't feel like I'm comfortable in Philadelphia throughout the rest of my long-term career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, Carson has to share some of that responsibility and accountability too. You know, if, if you're worried about that, then just go be better, you know, go out in the off season and put the work in. Right. And that plays hand in hand into what we said last episode when we recorded together is that he's not the person or player we thought he was. Right. I mean, you have to take it as a challenge. I mean, you think he's going to go to another team now, you know, kind of as a recycled quarterback, second team, and have that autonomy at the position all of a sudden? There's not going to be any competition. I mean, let's say he gets traded to the Colts. The Colts don't have any quarterbacks on the roster other than Carson at this point. They might have a third stringer, but Jacoby Brissett's a free agent. So what are they going to – they're going to have to bring in quarterbacks. Are they going to – They have, they have Jacob Beeson, man. They got the Washington legend Jacob Beeson. So is he – Hey, Carson, Carson, he, uh, he has potential, bud. Exactly. And are they going to oh. go draft another guy? I mean, listen, there's going to be competition no matter where he goes, especially yeah. now, especially now that he's going to be viewed – as kind of this hired gunslinger. This well, his injury history is real. Like, you, you can't ignore it. Even if – because I believe, and you said it yourself, and I believe it too, there's talent there. Uh, I would like to see him in a not broken offense. But I do – again, like you and I said multiple times, accountability is an issue with this team, and he is, plays a large hand of that because he has to be accountable for what his bad play this past season because it was bad. I know everybody's like, it's only one bad year, but that was a really bad year. I can take a bad year. I'm not sure I can take that bad of a year, though. I do. I'm looking at you a little bit differently still. But I don't know, man. I think in a quarterback-driven league where these guys are making all these power moves now, because, look, Matthew Stafford made that move to the Rams. It wasn't the Lions. He was in Cabo with, with I think it was Cabo. I don't know. It was somewhere with Sean McVay on vacation when this trade went, went down. Like, Deshaun Watson is going to get out of – if he gets out of Houston, he did that by himself. Like this is a quarterback-driven league, and I think Carson Wentz is just picking up with the egos of the of these quarterbacks that are paid the way that he's paid, and saying, "I decide where I go. This is my career. Uh, we're quarterbacks in this league. We're leaders of this league. We take it back because that's what it looks like it's happening. I mean, it, it just happened this offseason so far. Yeah. So he's just joining the, the trend, I guess. I guess, but I, listen, I don't know who's advising Carson, but to me, his best situation was to stay right here in Philadelphia and try to repair and get better and rather than once you start switching teams then where does it end I mean you know you're not going to be given the benefit of the doubts that you were here in Philadelphia 
You don't know what it's going to look like in that other organization that you're going to. To me, I think he made a colossal mistake in not coming out after the season and just saying all the right things, that I'm committed to being here. I want to be here. Even though he may not have felt that way, I think that's his, that was his best course of action to kind of go all in on staying in Philadelphia and wanting to get better and to show that he is the guy that this organization paid $128 million to. You know, Jalen Hurts, who cares? I'm going to come out and I'm going to show them what they saw in me. I mean, that to me is what he should have done. And now he's going to go into this next stage of his career. And, you know, he may have success, he may not, but he's he's going to have a shorter leash no matter where he goes. And even if he stayed in Philly, he might have had that. But I I see what you're saying about Watson. Watson had a fantastic year. Uh, Matt Stafford has had a oh, – those guys, Yeah, those guys deserve to do what they did, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I just think that – resume i mean he, he hasn't ever won anything really he's never right. won if Carson is acting this way or if he is forcing his way out then his ego is on those lines of those guys because stafford deserved to get out of there of yeah. detroit i'm not gonna lie not a fan of what he, houston at all i actually think that their owner the comments that he's made in the past he doesn't deserve to have a player of deshaun watson's caliber and all these players coming out standing up for him and what he believes in andre johnson Feeling the way that he feels says enough for me that Deshaun Watson is right in the way he, that he feels. Yeah, but you're right. I don't think Carson deserves to do what they're doing. Like, I don't know how. I mean, I I feel like if you went back into this team yet tomorrow and said Jeffrey, I'm sorry, like I'm sorry that this has got to this point. I'm all in. I want to be an Eagle. They would welcome you back with open arms, especially Jeffrey. Yeah, definitely would keep him. I mean, no doubt the Eagles would like to keep Carson Wentz, and you know they still might, but I I just don't see it happening at this point. You know, listen, Carson's unhappy, right? That's all the reports. He hasn't said one thing or the other, whether he is or not, but that he is unhappy. Um, and do you really want an unhappy player back in your locker room having a competition battle? <laughs> I mean, you're going to have a young locker room. How is that going to impact that young locker room, the young 20-somethings walking around uh, looking at an unhappy player? Right. Uh, for a new head coach who's trying to establish a new culture, I just think that's a, a poisonous uh, thing to have in the locker room. Um, but I'm not saying the Eagles are ready to look at it that way. I think they would still like to keep Wentz as they field these calls. There, I don't think they're just going to give him away. Um, I wrote something with compensation. None of the compensation I had coming back as possible destinations was a first-round pick. Um, maybe you can leverage the Colts into a second-round pick. I'm not sure. But I don't think you're going to get much more than a third-round pick for Carson. Um, and maybe that's what makes him attractive, is you can get this quarterback who did show flashes in the first four years here uh, that maybe they can think a change of scenery is going to help him and uh, they can get him back to what he was. Um, and Frank Reich makes a lot of sense in Indy in that regard. But what's what are the Colts going to give up? I mean, because uh, they're they- in on Matt Stafford. So, I mean, I you'd assume that they're in on Carson Wentz. But, I mean, if they're in on Matt Stafford, that that shows you what they're prioritizing for the available quarterback. They don't have one. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they'll get to Sean Watson. He's going to be too rich, I think, for them. But, you know, the Colts are a team that, you know, they've been in the playoffs too, I think, out of the last three years. I mean, they're they're a team that should be able to take that next step and get into the mix with the Bills and the Chiefs and the AFC. Oh, absolutely. Their defense is legit. And their offensive line's fantastic. Jonathan Taylor, running back, had a terrific season as a rookie. Um all they need is a quarterback. And if they think Carson Wentz can be that quarterback reunited with not only 
Frank Reich, but Press Taylor, his good buddy, is now on the Colts staff in some capacity. I don't know what if his role's been defined, but Press Taylor's there now too. I mean, it just makes sense for the Colts to go get him. And maybe the Eagles can leverage that familiarity, that knowledge of the Colts roster that looks like it could be ready to take that next step, and maybe they can pry a pretty decent return out of Indianapolis. But, um, again, it's hard to believe we're at this point just a few years after they won a Super Bowl. I, I can't believe it. I it's, I mean, the I wrote I said something about it today, too. The events that have transpired since Carson Wentz got that concussion from Javadi and Clowney has been – something that we can't even fathom. None of us would have thought that they were going to draft Jalen Hurts or a quarterback that high. Mm -hmm. And I mean, nobody saw the regression of Carson Wentz in 2020. It just wasn't something that we all fathomed. I can't believe it. I really can't believe we're here now, but is there any way though, that this situation can ever be resolved? Is there any, not, 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 I'm not saying resolved. I'm saying uh, where he's back with the Eagles, where they can just bygones be bygones. Let's try to make this work. Is there any point to doing that now? I, I mean, I I think they're going to keep trying, but uh, I, I just don't know how you make him happy at this point. I mean, I don't know if he has one specific beef. I mean, look, Doug's gone. I know they didn't see eye to eye. There's things that went down there um, between the two of them, no matter what Jalen Mills said. You know, Jalen Mills came out earlier this week and said that he didn't see any rift between Doug and Carson, but – there were some issues, but now Doug's gone. So it's got to be a front office thing and maybe more than one thing. And I just don't know how you make it happen, make him happy. They paid him a King's ransom. You know, you would think that would make him happy. You'd think he'd want to make good on that contract and show them that, yeah, hey, they gave, they drafted me. They came out to North Dakota. They took me out to dinner in North Dakota before they drafted me. This is an organization. They did, enough for me. Like, they, they did everything for me. They, they committed yeah. to me after, after the town wanted the guy that won the Super Bowl for them. So I don't know how they make him happy at this point. I really, really don't. I mean, it's going to have to be Carson kind of coming to grips with the fact that, yeah, I can be happy here. I don't think the Eagles can – what more can they do? I mean, you know, can they wash his car every day, you know, through the you know through the season? I mean, what, what, what can they do? I don't know what they can do at this point. So I think it could be irreconcilable at this point, and the Eagles just have to move on. Uh, and then then we take the next step. All right, is it going to be Jalen Hurts? Is it going to be somebody we draft? Is it going to be a free agent that they're going to try to bring in um, with a salary cap that, you know, they're so far over the salary cap, it's going to be difficult. Brian Fitzpatrick and Jalen Hurts, let's rock, baby. <laughs> I go Nick Foles. I go Nick Foles, brother. I bring. Um, yeah, I know you said it multiple episodes, and you're bringing it up for the, ne- the next one too. I'm fine with that too, though. Like, I, I mean – Look, I wanted to make it work with Carson because I, because Pete, I mean, look, I get it. Some people don't believe in Jalen Hurts or don't think that he can be, and he, he might not. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball here. Right. I, I, I didn't think this could happen with Carson once either. And I'm, I'm damn sure you guys didn't think so either. No. So my thing is, I compare the situation to Tony Romo and Dak Prescott in 2016, where Cowboys fans, nothing could be sold off of Tony Romo. You could not sell me off of Tony Romo. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl here. He's only had a couple playoff wins. But, man, he's had electric seasons. He's been one of the best quarterbacks we've had the whole time. His individual performances are always great. His stats every year are amazing. He has the arm strength. You can't sell me on this Dak Prescott game manager type quarterback. And then what do they do? The Cowboys had – I mean, Tony Romo retired. Uh, I know he wanted to play other – 
other destinations, but that CBS deal was just, I mean, way too rich. And his injury history, he had to take his injury history seriously. Yeah, the back, yeah. So, Tony Romo retires, the Cowboys move on to Dak. I know that the Cowboys have not committed yet to Dak, but if you look at Dak from an individual standpoint outside of the year that they lost Zeke and, and Dez and the offense has fallen apart, Dak has improved from an individual standpoint every single year he's been a quarterback in this league. And the more so that he did was when the Cowboys brought in Kellen Moore, who implemented stuff that he did better at Mississippi State. Now, Dak Prescott will never have the talent of Tony Romo, but he wins games for the Cowboys at the rate that Tony Romo did. Jalen Hurts can do that for the Eagles, too. I believe that he can do that for the Eagles, too. He'll never have the arm of the Carson once had. He'll never have... Then I don't want to say that because, man, the guy has had some Superman plays. But he'll never be the talent caliber that Carson Wentz showed you he can be. I, I do believe that. But I think you can build an offense and win with Jalen Hurts. I think determining what he can be already is way too premature. And I think if anybody showed you that, it was Lincoln Riley. Because when he was coming out of Alabama, the gimmick quarterback that he was, nobody thought anything of him. And then Lincoln Riley gets his hands on him, and he's a second-round prospect at that after one year of real quarterback play. So to really tell me without development, without giving him some time, a fair offseason, a fair shake, really, what he is already, uh, it's too premature and you're wrong. And I, I'm not saying he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And I understand your point where you're drafting another quarterback because you're not fully on board yet either. You know, I'm not trying to sell people on him. You don't have to be on board. But to, 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 to tell me what he is already – or to say 100% you know it, yeah, that's not true. You, you don't. And he can surprise you, just like Dak Prescott surprised the Cowboys in that 2016 situation. I do believe the same can happen with Jalen Hurts. I do think he was drafted in the same light. Yeah, and listen, given the, the nature of Howie Roseman and Lincoln Riley's relationship, I'm pretty sure the Eagles probably have talked to Lincoln Riley uh, through this process. Ed, there's got to be something there in that organization that Carson Wentz has picked up on. Yeah. Where he feels that this team would would consider being on the Jalen Hurts train at some point, or would mm-hmm. wouldn't mind if Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. He has to feel that way. He has to feel like some sort of way that this organization likes Jalen as much as they like him, and that's not right to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure Lincoln Riley told Howie, "Hey, he can be a franchise quarterback." And I wish I would have had him for four years because he would have won the high, you know, maybe two Heisman's, or maybe he would have entered the draft. You know, earlier because maybe he would have been a first first overall pick like his other quarterback said he coached, like Baker Mayfield, that he had a little bit more time with in Kyler. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure Lincoln's told them that. And Lincoln is, you know, when they drafted Jalen Hurts, there was, you know, Lincoln said that, you know, if he would have had the same offensive coordinator, he's had many different offensive coordinators in his career. And now last year he had Press Taylor. And now this year, well, Press was the passing game guy. But, you know, now this year he's going to have another guy with um, Shane Steichen. He's going to have a quarterback coach with uh, Brian Johnson, who I think is going to have a pretty big role in game planning. Um, And now these guys are so young, right? They're 35, I think, Steichen and Johnson's 33, that I think the Eagles hope that they're still young enough where they're going to stay with this organization for a couple of seasons anyway. Until they become head coach material or offensive coordinator material in another with another team in Brian Johnson's case, but that's kind of the hope I think is all right. We're going to commit to Jalen now, and now we have this staff in place that's young, 
who can continue to stay here because they're not going to warrant any head coaching uh, possibilities. So now we can grow them with Jalen and get Jalen right and give him the consistency at that spot that he never had in college and never was given really the opportunity to grow in a, in the same offense from year to year. So right, we can tap into what Lincoln Riley tapped into, but not fully. Right. Because right. And, I'm telling you, man, nobody, I don't know if you remember Justin Herbert at Oregon, Well, the one year he, the first year he started, we all thought he was the, we thought he was Trevor Lawrence before Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And then he got worse and worse and worse because Oregon's town got worse and worse and worse. And it was a, it was on, it wasn't a fair reflection on him. And I even misevaluated him because of those those reasons. Uh, I did not think he was as good as Tua. Did not think he was as good as even Jalen Hurts, to be honest with you. And now he goes into the charter situation with Shane Seichen as the offense coordinator and Pep Hamilton as quarterback coach. And because even the Chargers, I mean, outside of Keenan Allen. And who gets in, often injured? Mike Williams never really established himself yet. Who is also often injured? Hunter, Hunter Henry's often injured. There were still guys on the Chargers that you didn't even know, like Guyton, the wide receiver, steps up this year. Yeah. Reed, the rookie that they had, like there was guys you didn't know, and they and Justin Herbert's still balling. You didn't, you did not see that coming from just nobody did. Nobody saw that coming from Justin Herbert the way that he played. Right? Uh, maybe very few, but not not many. Shane Sitchins is a part of that. He's a part of that equation. Brian Johnson, you know Jalen Hurts personally. You have a personal connection with Jalen Hurts. You know what works with Jalen Hurts at the college level. You ran a successful Florida offense, which Kyle Trask, where you got the best out of him. I don't know, man. I mean, those moves do look like you can cater them well around Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and maybe to answer your question earlier, that's what Carson Wentz sees when he looks at Jalen Hurts. It's what the Cowboys did for Dak, though, too. It's what the Cowboys did for Dak with Kellen Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so Carson sees that and he wants out whether, you know, maybe he wants to commit to the other organization that's going to commit to him and trade for him because they want him. Um, but it would just be interesting to hear, like to have somebody finally come out and tell us the truth. Like how, cause look, they fired Doug Carson. Why do you feel this way? Just tell us, or somebody from his camp, tell us or, or somebody from the Eagles organization. Cause some, you must've rubbed him some sort of way to make him feel like I'm not the long-term quarterback of this team. Cause if, if a player wants out, usually it's because they don't feel like he has, a, they have a future with the, that said team. So something must has to make him feel that way. And I, I guess the most logical answer is this team's feeling towards Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, and the more we talk about that and we see how things are going, it does seem like Carson sees what we're exactly what we're talking about. And this is why he wants out. And, um, but again, I go back to the end of the season. You probably should have came out and said, I'm committed. I'm ready to throw my support to this team. I have been that way all along. Uh, but Unless you really want out. Unless you're like, Yo, I'm so out of here. I don't care. Unless I don't you care. Out and, you know, or at least come out and say, you know, I didn't like the way things ended. I'm going to take a couple of weeks to think about my situation. I mean, look, you know, I, I want to commit here, but I still have to work my way through some things. I mean, I everybody says, oh, why does he have to talk? I think not talking is not a very good look. I think he should have said something, whether it was what I just said, that he's unsure, he wants to take a couple of weeks, decompress after the season, kind of what Howie The reason wrote. why you don't talk is if you're Matthew Stafford and you want to go to a team, a specific team, and you want to make it work without leaking anything to the media to drum up interest or anything. I, I don't know because Matthew Stafford didn't come out. Those reports came out. He never denied them or anything, but he didn't, he didn't come out. They were completely mute, and he got his way. So maybe yeah. that's the same thing here, Carson. Like, hey, I want to go play a Frank Reich in the Colts. 
Well, there, there's been talk with Stafford of getting rid of him for a couple years now in Detroit. I mean, there's always been right. that. Yeah. Can they get to that point? That team is awful. They need to rebuild, and they finally just admitted themselves as all season it was time. I'm not sure how much Matthew Stafford played a hand in that as much as the organization with a new coach, a new GM. They oh, just it was mutual. I'm oh, he's definitely mutual. I would assume. But Stafford would have been fine going back to Detroit. I mean, I think he would have been just as fine going back to Detroit as he is going to LA. I mean, um, I don't know, man. I think another coaching staff, another rebuilding year. I think at this point, at 32 years old, dude, let me go win. Yeah, I'm a good quarterback. Like I even with these, because if you look at because it's so hard for people because wins and losses are such a quarterback stat to the general fans. And I really never look at it that way. Uh, Matthew Stafford on an individual level performs well every year. The Detroit Lions are just an awful team most of the times, except for the Jim Caldwell years, it seems like. Mm-hmm. If I'm Matthew Stafford and I'm performing well on an individual level, I want to go to a team that can perform well around me then. And that's what he finally just said. Cause I, he, you're right. He was, he was committed to Detroit no matter what. I, I do understand why you feel that way. I just think it's just time now where he's like, I can't keep doing this. My career is about to end. Right. Like I has to, I have to, these last couple of years, I got to take advantage of. And here's the opportunity with Sean McVay. I got to take advantage of it while it's open. And maybe that's the conversation they had when they brought Stafford in. Hey, we're going to move on. And Matt probably said, Hey, I'm fine with it. Or Matt said, Hey, I'm ready to move on. And the organization that conversation happened with Carson once already too. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't um, know. Nobody's talking. It's not no. for as much as he's not talking. Not like they, I mean, Jeffrey Lurie never really hinted towards Carson once that well. If anything, he referred to him as an asset. And Nick Sirianni uh, can't really tell as much about Carson besides just talking to him. So yeah. maybe that conversation's already happened with Carson too. Maybe that's why there's so much silence. Mm-hmm. Now, now, like I said, we have to see who you know. Are they trying to drum up interest, and that's why they leaked this report that they're fielding calls. I mean. Uh, to me, I'm not gonna lie. Outside of the who outside of Adam Schefter talked about the Matthew Stafford trade or like the possibility of Matthew Stafford being traded, not many. It was insiders, it wasn't the Detroit. I mean, I think it's Detroit finally like addressed it that you got they agreed to a mutual parting, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like you, you addressed it because you knew who you were gonna send him to. So I feel like the the uh, I don't know, man. There's just too much smoke. There's fire, obviously. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And and again, Colts make the most sense. New England could be in play as well. The Patriots, maybe the Panthers. Team, please, because I I do unfortunately believe in the talent that Carson wants is, and that he can return to form in a better situation. Because I think he just wants to change the scenery. Uh, I do think he could return to form in a Frank Wright type offense. I do think he could return to form in a in the Joshua Daniels offense because I was buying myself into the Eagles hiring him. So, yeah, I think he'd be fine in an Sirianni offense. I do. Um, I do too. I I think he would. I mean, I just don't. If he think, I think Carson's as surprised that he's played as bad as as we are, and I, I do think that he could do better in the accountability aspect. But I do think he's as surprised as we are, and I think from everything that we've heard about Carson Wentz, as from the player that he is to the person that he is. I think he may be blaming outside factors to why he played bad more than himself. There's a chance of that. I'm not saying that's true. That's my guess. That's an assumption. So I am going to ask for assuming. But I would think that he would think that if I'm Carson Wentz, he must think that there's more outside reasoning to why he played bad than there is internally. So if you believe that, 
and you believe that this situation that you're in is the reason why you played bad, you're going to want out. I mean, you're not coming back. There's nothing that could sell you on coming back, even if you hire a new coach. Yeah, well, he, he could be in for a rude awakening in another organization. I mean, we heard Malcolm Jenkins say. problem now and then, man. That's his problem. That's our team's problem. And I said on the last, last episode, if he forces his ways to the Colts, he better ball out, though. I will respect Carson Wentz. I'll, I'll always be a fan. I'm, I Look, I, I didn't even care if the Eagles drafted him. I was all on board of the Carson Wentz talent where at North Dakota State where nobody believed in him because he's a D2 quarterback. I was a big fan of his film. I, I wouldn't have cared if the Eagles drafted him. He could have went to the Rams first overall. I was still been a fan of the player that he was. Mm-hmm. Go back to me and search them all. I was a big Carson Wentz fan in 2016. But, you know, now when he if he leaves and he forces this situation, I do believe in the player that he will be, but he better be that player or this power move that he tried to make was a, just it failed. It absolutely failed. But Ed, I know that we're getting crushed on time. And I wanted to ask you real quick uh, a couple more questions. Do you think the Eagles failed Carson once? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I think that's a topic of discussion that a lot of people go back and forth on. I know, and I and I think that the Eagles gave him some weapons. Whether they were the right weapons, I don't know. Um, he didn't bring their games up much. I mean, he seemed to do better with a cast of no names at the end of the 2019 season than he's done with, you know, players like Arcega Whiteside in the second round, Rager this year. Um, they drafted four wide receivers in the last two years. They drafted a tight end two years ago in Dallas Goddard. Um, they drafted a left tackle in the first round two years ago. I mean, listen, they, they gave him – weapons. I, they haven't drafted a defensive guy since 2017 in Derek Barnett. Um, so they've given him players to work with. Okay. Whether they're the right players you could, that's, that's on Howie. All right. They gave him a lot of money. They gave him the leeway that Malcolm Jenkins talked about to kind of fight his way through this or not having, not being too hard on him because of his, you know, supposed fragile ego. Um, I don't think the Eagles failed him. I, I really don't. I mean, where 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 would you say that they'd failed him if if you believe that? I mean, I can't think of any area. Get him an ideal number one wide receiver. They've tried that they, they failed. The 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 process Well, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey, who was a number one wide receiver as a free agent. I mean, they brought him in in twenty seventeen and, and they won a Super Bowl with him and Nick yeah. Fulton. Uh so you know, they brought him, they brought in Tory Smith in that year, who was very good. You're right. I, I I, I, Alshon preferred the backup quarterback over him, though. Yeah, but they didn't know that. I mean, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey to be the number one quarterback right. in Carson's second season. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, they upgraded that position. They drafted Nelson Aguilar first round in 2015. Um, Ideally, you want to give your young quarterback at Amari Cooper, uh, uh, Robert Woods, even. like just, You know what I'm talking about. You want to give him a Kenny Galladay type long-term Allen Robinson wide receiver. Uh, I don't know if Alshon ever performed to those levels. Again, I know this is all in hindsight because you're right. At the time, they did. They did. You're I mean, right. make up more of a case that they failed Donovan McNabb with some of the receivers. Oh, they- yeah. I would. I mean, I mean, you brought in T.O. that one season and Donovan kind of pissed it away with them, though, because right. that situation was both of their faults. So, you know, and that's what they did with Jeffrey. You know, Jeffrey was the 2005 version of T.O. I mean, they brought him in. They went to a Super Bowl. Um, and, and now they tried to draft guys. It hasn't now Sean pissed their relationship away too. So 
yeah, right. It's, it's, Man, it's weird. It it's is weird. weird. So I, I don't see really where you could say, hey, the Eagles failed Carson Wentz. I mean, give me give me an area where you think they failed him. Maybe they failed him in their decision-making of some of the guys they brought in. Um, but the jury's still out on Jalen Rager and John Hightower and Quez Watkins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who better perform this year with Nick Sirianni or he's gone. You know, and you look at who they could have had. They could have had, you know, I, you know. Look, I don't want to rehash all the names that they could have had. So if they failed Carson, then I would. Agree. With the, I, that's why I'm going with. I feel like if I, I feel like they they made the moves to build around Carson. They just failed in the process of some things. And because you need consistent pass catching wide receivers in this league, and they just have not had that. You right. need passing error football. You need Patrick Bring Holmes does not do this without Tyreek Hill. I know how important Travis Kelsey is, but he does not do this stuff without Tyreek Hill. He needs Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's numerous examples around the league you can use that for. Matt Ryan needs Julio Jones. Yeah. It, Carson, even when he goes in Indianapolis, if Michael Pittman Jr. can't be that one of those guys for him, he's going to need that there too. Yeah. I, 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 so I, I think that they didn't, I didn't think they failed with the moves. I think they failed with sort of the sort of the process. Mm hmm. Well, you know, you hope they tried to rectify that by taking Rager in the first round this past year, but now we're not going to have a chance. Right. It just wasn't a chance. Right. I mean, in 2018, they had the last pick in the draft because they won the Super Bowl coming out of the 17th season, and they traded out of the first round with the Ravens, who took Lamar Jackson, and the Eagles took Dallas Goddard. Okay, so they got a tight end that they could use their 12 personnel packages with Zach Ertz. Um, that's a weapon that yeah. they gave Carson Wentz. Um, 2019, who'd they draft? They, well, they drafted Dillard. You know, they gave him a left tackle, you know, to protect him. Uh, Dillard hasn't stayed healthy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you could say that they want to get the receiver, and maybe they thought taking Jalen Rager would be that guy that Carson could grow with, and then he went out and stunk it up, and now he wants out. So, you know. Yeah, so you can't really blame the Eagles for that one. Yeah, you're, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think they've they've tried everything to win with Carson Wentz. I just I think some of the process has failed because again, if DK Metcalf years over JJ Arcega Whiteside, yeah. I know some, I know some fans think that he wouldn't be as good as he is, as he is now. But I, I'm a firm believer talent wins over anything, yeah. and talent would win over here. I I think Carson Wentz might feel a little bit different. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know because DK Metcalf's kind of the Alshon Jeffrey type jump ball wide receiver because that's the huge thing that I think Alshon and Carson never got along with was Nick Foles will throw that jump ball to you where Alshon can win it and Carson won't throw it to you unless you're clearly open or have some sort of separation. Right. And Alshon was never going to do that. So I don't, I don't know. But that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. And listen, the, the, they, they didn't fail him in the, in the wallet. I mean, they, they, made, they gave him generational wealth, Carson Wentz. I mean, right. how, how, much happier, how much happier do you have to make him? To, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what more they could have done. Uh, he, that, he clearly, if he wants out, there's some kind of. He feels like there's just a relationship that's broken with Howie Roseman. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't trust his front office to make the right moves around him. Right. That's it. That's the only reason why he wants out. Then because they did. If he if if he didn't trust the coach, well, they got rid of the coach. Right. If he didn't trust uh, the talent, well, they're going to be getting rid of a bunch of players to bring in younger talent. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. It has to be that he doesn't trust the front office to make decisions, the best decisions for him. That's what it has to be. Right. And, and he'll never come out and tell us. No, he's never going to be that type of player. And I, I, I mean, he's not. I understand it, I guess, but yeah. uh, it's just another discussion for another day. So Ed, last thing, 
I know that you're all in on this Kyle Trash train. So you really think the quarterback room is Jalen Hurts and Kyle Trash next year? Um, I only bring him up because Brian Johnson the connection. Did, I understand, really yes. did a great job turning him into and Howie. I mean, you can't you can't shut out a Florida player without thinking about Howie. <laughs> they're not taking him number six. No. And I think if they trade back, they're not taking him at number nine or wherever. Absolutely not. He's not going in the first round. If he goes in the first round, that's a horrible move by a team that drafts him in the first round. Well, you know, quarterbacks have a way of rising up draft boards. Yeah, but he's not the one that you want. I, I, I would be. I don't know, man. I'm not a big college, college ass guy. Well, right. So, okay, if he does, I mean, I've seen five quarterbacks go. I think the NFL media's Bucky Brooks put out his first draft, and he had five quarterbacks going in the top nineteen. Uh, I'm trying to think who they were. Lawrence Fields, Wilson, Lance, and Mac Jones, I think. Yeah, was Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones was the other one, yep. So, yeah, so Kyle Trask could be oh, – I believe that Kyle – because second round, 37, yeah. that I could see Kyle Trask going in that range for sure. Uh, yeah, I think he's the next best player in that second group. Or I should say he's the top player in that second group after those four that I mentioned. I'm not even sure Mac, Mac Jones. No, I'm not even a fan of Mac Jones either, no. Yeah. Uh, I think it's four quarterbacks that are first round players. Yes. Will a team feel desperate enough like the Patriots don't have a quarterback? Will the Patriots feel desperate enough to grab one of those? Depen- yeah, I mean it depends where Trey Lance goes. I think they can be in the Trey Lance. Right. Um, right. So I mean Trash could be sitting there. I don't know who would be in that next tier. I know Kellen Mond from Texas A and M had a pretty good senior bowl, but I've seen some Texas A and M games and I, I really wasn't that impressed with Kellen Mond. Um, so I'm not sure what other quarterbacks are in that second tier. Uh, not many. It's a, it's outside of, I mean, that's a weak class. Yeah. So I, it's not, it's a tie. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's hard to say top heavy because some of these guys are just so question marks too, but I mean, it's a, it's not, it's not that strong of a class. Yeah. I mean, I think but, if you want to look at free agency, I'll tell you the train I'm on is the Jacoby Brissett train. Oh, I was just saying it. You took my answer. I was going to say Jalen Hurts, Jacoby Brissett. And because uh, uh, I don't think Seth will win the back, he'll draft the quarterback. <laughs> Brissett, Foles, and Hurts. How about that for your? Oh, that's no, that's too much. I don't. I don't this team's broke too. I mean, because even if you sign Brissett in the open market, he he, I think he'd be a favorable backup around the league. So you're going to be paying him favorable backup money if you sign Brissett. Right. Um, and then somehow the Eagles are going to have to make money to sign Brissett too. Either he agrees to a three year deal, wants to be with Sirianni, and the cap figure is low near one. I don't know, but yeah, I would well, think it's. I think it hurts Brissett and a fourth, fifth round draft pick. So a guy we never heard of, maybe like I think Jamie Jamie Newman. I think is the kid's name. He went to Wake. Oh, Forest. yeah, Wake Forest quarterback. I would not mind that. Yeah, I, mean, I like Georgia too. I would not mind that. Yeah, I've never really. I can't remember seeing him play much at Wake. I don't know what kind of skill set he has, but maybe I don't he's a future NFL starter. But I mean, he's a good. I would, he's a prospect at least. And yeah. taking a quarterback in the fourth or fifth round—that's what they are. Right. And listen, I think I think that's what you like about Nick Sirianni is just his ability to work with any type of quarterback. You know, the Rivers, the Brissets, the Andrew Lux. Uh, and speaking of Andrew Luck, what if he unretires and then that shoots Indianapolis out? I of- they shot that down. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Yeah, he he completely shot that down. I was actually excited for it too because Andrew Luck. I would like Andrew Luck playing again. That'd be great. Yeah, and then, and then Carson Wentz has one last destination to go to then because Colts That's aren't. Right. They're, they're going with Andrew. Yeah, yeah, and it would be the most obvious one. Yeah. But 
I mean, you know, the Broncos could be in play for Carson, but you know, it's, it's a little, and I wrote about five destinations, uh, you know, on SI.com. Uh, but, um, yeah, I I, uh, I think Kyle Trask probably makes the most sense. I'm not sure I'm, you know, driving that train, but uh, I just think that he's a name that you have to watch if he's sitting there. You have to. His offensive coordinator is on the coaching staff. You yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, the draft is really going to be interesting to see how the Eagles approach it. Um, will they, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Go into the draft. And go by talent of draft board, not by need. Because I think that's where they uh, tailed off when they went into the draft board this past draft. Yeah, uh, They need to go by the talent of the board. Because when Jeremy Chin was there at, at 53, I mean, he was the number one guy on your board. I know you love Jalen Hurts. You couldn't pass up on the Jalen Hurts. But from all reports indicate he was the number one guy on your board. And he proved why he was. He was in the morning for the defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. Like He's a very good player. Very good player. And he he would be a franchise-changing player for the Eagles because that gives you one young player in your secondary yep. who has a great future in this league, and they don't have that right now. So, no. Whoever they- the Eagles, I don't care what position that this, this player is at six because I know everybody's like, you can't take Pitts, he's a tight end. I don't care what the position is because this team is going into a new phase of they need to find that next young guy that could be the cornerstone franchise type player for this team because it's this is going to be a whole new team soon. Well, when you're drafting six, you should come out of it with a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I mean, you oh, would- I agree. I completely agree. You need to get a Lane Johnson type, Fletcher Cox type player at this type of pick. Yeah, exactly. And um, they're going to have a, a, a host of options. What what they're going to do? I mean, they're going to have talented players on that board, probably in the receiver, Kyle, you know, tight end group with Kyle Pitts. Um, but it depends on that quarterback. I, I think if they get rid of Carson Wentz, I don't think you can rule out taking a quarterback. You can't rule out. No, absolutely not. And they're going to do their homework on the quarterback class. Yeah. I mean, not only that, people are going to get, people are going to get so confused by this. Even if they don't trade Wentz, they're going to do homework on this quarterback class because when you're sitting at six, and a team calls you and wants that said quarterback, you need to know what you're giving away. You need to know. You know. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You need to know what quality of player you're giving away because if this guy can be better than what you have right now and you're giving that away, you might be screwing yourself. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do the homework no matter what. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, maybe even Lawrence with, ridiculously will get looks by this team. It's going to happen regardless of what happens to Carson Wentz. They have to know what player they're either passing on. Well, it's it's interesting that the Miami Dolphins are sitting there with a the third pick, and the Dolphins were part of the uh, team that the Eagles, tra- you know, part of the trade up to draft Carson Wentz. You know, they made that initial trade. Yeah, I heard from Mike Tannenbaum was there, and he's an idiot. Yeah, I know. An idiot. Oh, you know, Miami's sitting there at three, and you don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to take Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase um, and try and make Tua. They need to take that tackle. No, they, 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 I think they should take Sewell and then go well, with the wide receiver. Take him Maybe they take him. I don't, I don't. I don't know. But I mean, it certainly could be a spot where the Eagles could try to get to um, to have their choice of Fields or uh, Zach Wilson if they like those guys. Because Lawrence is going to go number one. Let's face it. Yeah, it's, there's no other way. It's not. That's why Urban Meyer took the job. So, yeah, so I, you know, and then you bring in and you have an open quarterback competition with whoever the quarterback is that you would take at three, and and, and Jalen Hurts, and then whoever maybe Brissett or some veteran that they bring in, um, Andy Dalton maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's out there, um, but 
it's it's so difficult to really tell what they're going to do. I mean, this defense needs look, it needs help, um, especially on that back end. Um, so it, there's just we have a lot of time to analyze the draft, but the Carson Wentz issue has to be solved before you can kind of make any determination what they're going to do in the draft. And you know, I suspect that the Eagles are going to trade Wentz, and it's probably going to happen. Before uh, the third day of the new league year, I think on March nineteenth, they owe him a uh, a fifteen million dollar bonus um, that counts towards the cap, I believe. So they're going to have to make a decision sooner rather than later on Carson for that. Plus, for the fact that they need to kind of figure out this draft board. You know, I'm sure they're putting pieces in place now. They've been doing it for months, and now they kind of have to hone in on it a little bit better, and they have to know if Carson's going to be a part of this or not. Agreed. All right, guys. We appreciate you all tuning in. Again, you can read all of Ed's and John McMullen's articles on the Eagle Sports Illustrated page on Eagles SI. Ed, always a pleasure, man. Uh, always A lot of stuff's going to unfold with Carson Wentz's situation, the Eagles quarterback drama. Uh, it's going to be fun to follow along. We'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Merowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Merowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Merowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at Merowest.com. And service? Merowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Merowest's values just go together. Consider Merowest today. Can I pop a beer in here? Your cousin. From Boston. Sam Adams Boston Lager is my go-to beer. Not too heavy, not too light. Oh, boy. That's... Oh, no. Is that on the computer? Sam Adams Boston Lager. The Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. Can I pop a beer in here? Your cousin. From Boston. Sam Adams Boston Lager is my go-to beer. Not too heavy, not too light. Oh, boy. That's... Oh, no. Is that on the computer? Sam Adams Boston Lager. The Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.